0: Love Talk
1: Radio. And looking at their OPSs, Joe Ross probably should lead up. Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nicholson, Doghouse, from Federal Baseball on the line after the 5-1 win in Citizens Bank Park. Nationals 32-21 and 20, uh, 21 after taking two straight from the Phillies. One more to go tomorrow. Joe Ross on the mound for the Nationals, Dave. Uh, broke a four-start losing streak last time out with seven strong on the mound against the St. Louis Cardinals, facing the Phillies for the second time this season after throwing seven-and-two third scoreless in Citizens Bank Park on April 15th, uh, a double by David Lowe, a triple by Cesar Hernandez in the third, made it one-to-one at that time, only running allowed in seven innings, three hits allowed, just a one-run, 103-pitch outing for Joe Ross. Just continues to impress the recently turned 23-year-old right-hander. Uh, dominated the Phillies pretty much. Got some run support late to make it a bit of a laugher, but held on to that 2-1 lead through uh, seven innings and just really impressive outing by Ross. Yeah, like last
0: night from Tanner our Gil Ross thoroughly dominated the have beens and never-were's uh, that populate the Phillies' batting order right now. Um, it was just a uh, just a tremendous performance. Uh, he got the seven Ks. He um, had very little trouble uh, dispatching the Phillies um, at all. It was a pleasure to watch him work. Um, the Phillies never mounted any uh, any kind of attack, and um, and the two relievers that followed Ross did their best to to do their Joe Ross impression um, there at the end of the game. So yeah, it was just this was a, this was a fun game to watch because although it was low scoring um, until the, the Nats blew up there in the ninth inning. Is, is the Nats never—it never felt like the Nats were being threatened in this one. Whereas, uh, as there have been games where um, where there have been nail biters, yeah, I watched this entire game thinking there's no way the Nats will lose this game. Uh, this this Phillies lineup is just terrible, and they're not going to do anything against Ross. And they didn't.
1: Doug, I, say, I, I tend to agree. Uh, Joe Ross, I think, has a lot to do with that calm feeling I had throughout most of the night. He never looks rattled out there at all six ground ball outs, four fly outs, five Ks. He allowed two walks with just a three hits and one earned run. But his demeanor on the mound, uh, he had two 23- and 22-year-olds out there on the mound. We'll talk about Nola in a second. But just that calm that Joe Ross brings there and in control the whole time out there, he never it looks like he's even breaking a sweat on the mound. Yeah, and i got to say
0: that stranding a runner
1: on third after he
0: gets there with no outs tends to engender a certain level of confidence in a, in a guy as a pitcher. Um, I, I wish he struck more people out. I wish he had a few more miles an hour, but, wow, you, you can't argue with the results, can you? I, I mean, he's he's a, a, a better version of a good Tanner Roark, if that's even a thing, and and he still hasn't really figured out a third pitch. You know, uh, I, I I I keep thinking about this trade. Um, who was the throw in <laughs> here? I mean, this this guy we got stashed down in the minors as a as a backup middle infielder. I mean, you know, this this, this marquee piece here that we got for uh, you know, Steven Souza. Come on, I'll, I'll point to
1: Rizzo's head for him. <laughs> nothing against Souza He's putting together a decent season for the Rays. Travis Ott, I haven't heard his name mentioned since the day of the trade, but who knows what he'll become. But right now, uh, Joe Ross and Trey Turner out of that deal. As, as I said before, I'm still not sure why people still trade with Mike Rizzo and Colin, the Nationals front office. Uh, Aaron Nola on the mound for the Na- uh, Phillies today. Dave, second lowest opponent's OBP in the National League coming into this game at 238 behind only Clayton Kershaw. Uh, was looking to break a Phillies four-game losing streak tonight, down one nothing early when Jason Worth jacked a first-pitch fastball for a home run early. 1-1 game, uh, two out in the sixth. Daniel Murphy does it again. 1-2 fastball, puts it out to right field, just absolutely crushed that fastball and turned on it. 2-1 uh, at that point. Not a lot of support for Nola. I continue to be impressed by this kid each time we see him. He's got a really filthy curveball, uh, not letting up a lot of runs or a lot of people on base, obviously. Six innings, five hits, two runs, one walk, six Ks, two home runs. Uh, they might be wasting his uh, first couple of seasons in the majors with the team they have together right now, but I do like what I see from Aaron Nola so far in his career. Yeah, he's a real good-looking young pitcher. Um, you mentioned the curveball,
0: just, just kind of devastating. Um yeah it's always funny when you say a team's got a four game losing streak cuz that means they've lost every game since the since the last time this guy started and that that's about right you know the the Phillies um have really been uh their record has outperformed their performance thus far uh i think there are uh, some stupid like 14 and 2 and 1 run games uh which is which is as all well, we as we all know is hashtag unsustainable um, so that's going to catch up with them eventually. They've got like a minus 50 run differential, so um, at some point, and this might be the beginning of that some point now with a five-game losing streak, the Phillies are going to come crashing down to earth and end up in the bottom half of the division where they belong, um, but that should be nothing to take, take away from Aaron Nola. This kid's going to be a good pitcher, and like you said, you just hope that um, the life doesn't get beat out of them uh, for the next couple <laughs> of years pitching for this really terrible Phillies team.
1: We end up talking about Daniel Murphy every night, doghouse. but there's a good reason for that. Uh, coming into the game, 45 for 109 in May. That's a 413 average on a month. Started the night leading the majors in multi-hit games with 25. Average 395. Tied for the lead with 75 hits on the year. Uh, fastball from Nola that didn't quite make it inside. Absolutely crushed it, as I mentioned. Ninth home run of the year. A single and an eighth game 26 multi-hit games on the year. It's just I don't know what we can even say anymore at this point. Just continues to impress every time he goes out there and really looking like the signing of the winter, as uh, Dusty Baker said last week. But I, I mean, there's the old expression in baseball, and
0: I guess in life, it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, Daniel Murphy so far this season has been both in spades. I mean, you, you look at that ball he hit out, uh, this, this is a man with a plan and skills who is thinking about what the pitch is going to throw him is trying to set up the later pitches by maybe appearing to struggle at an earlier pitch and buy himself something inside that he knows he has the ability to turn on. And then you look at his second hit where he bounces it off the pitcher's foot. It goes cockeyed off to the side and turns into an infield single that, that, you know, couldn't quite make the play on. Uh, so you got you got luck, you got good, and I, I just hope to heck that we see this for the entire season, and that it doesn't peter out at some point. This is uh, the, the, Daniel Murphy's at bats have turned into much must see TV in much the same way that Bryce Harper's at bats were in uh, in the first month of the season. I, I can't believe he is continuing to do what he is doing, but he is, and and I'm going to keep watching until probably
1: long after he stops doing it.
0: <laughs> Dave
1: we've taken shots at old man Worth uh, repeatedly over the years uh, Matt Stairs seemed to agree with you last night He said that the last time he saw Worth he looked like he was full on guessing at every pitch he was swinging at some, some of the bad swings he was taking but showing signs of life in the 37 year old legs of his 8th uh, home run of the year tonight with one out in the first just absolutely jacked the first pitch fastball uh, 300 and over the 370 foot sign on the wall in left center there, just an absolute blast to get the Nationals going early in the game. And maybe Dusty Baker is right, in that he's he's one of the old cars that uh, once he gets the engine heated up and start revving it up a couple months into the season, he's gonna start looking a little more like the player we've been used to over the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, Worth Worth has got
0: that slider speed bat and and he is guessing on just about every pitch, but you got to give him one thing, he's smart. He's a smart player. Uh he does his homework. Um he he looks at the scouting reports. He knew that that Nolan was going to try to get a get a fastball, uh, you know, over, you know, on the first pitch, and he jumped on it. I mean, that that's what um that's what Worth needs to do. He needs to take educated guesses when he thinks he can get a fastball that he can handle. Um, he's still got the strength to muscle them out. Um, But again, this is a guy that has to, um, that has to resort to guessing because his bat speed is no longer such so that that he can adjust to a pitch. He's got to be looking for something uh, in order to, in order to make good contact on it. Uh, He guessed right on this. He got a hold of it. Uh, He's been, um, he's been doing that, doing a little bit more lately. So, um, maybe the there's, the there's point that uh, that you were saying that he's heating up. I, I'm not sure that I would buy into that as much as the idea that uh, um, that, that he's um, you know it, it's now May. I mean it's it's almost now June now, right? And he's um, he's been seeing pitch after pitch after pitch, and he's getting used to the idea that, that that he needs to jump on the first the first good fastball that he sees in every at bat. Two one game going into
1: the ninth. Uh, Jonathan Papelbon warming up for his second save opportunity in two games, but the Nationals add on there. Clint Robinson takes a walk from Colton Murray to start the inning. Anthony Rendon with an odd at bat where he just stared at three straight fastballs and went down looking. Wilson Ramos uh, lines out, lines into a force, I should say. But Danny Espinosa steps on, one on, two out, hits one out to right field two-run blast for Espinoza to make it 4-1 to one at that point, point. and Steven Drew hits a fly ball to right center, uh, bounces off the top of the wall. Adubo Herrera tried to make a leaping catch, didn't come up with it. It bounced away from the other outfielder, and Drew got sent around home, a uh, bad relay on the way in, allowed him to score inside the park home run, 5-1 to one at that point. It turned into a bit of a laugher, a good couple of moments there in that inning as the Nationals kind of separated themselves and, they went to Papelbon anyway, but didn't really need him for the save situation there after Espinosa and Drew both added to the lead. See, this is the sort of situation
0: where I'm perfectly comfortable with letting Papelbon finish the game. Uh, Four run lead. Okay. It's, it's the top of the order. And I, I may make jokes about, you know, Ryan Howard's desiccated corpse, but uh, the, the Phillies are not a strong lineup. And, and I, I'm willing to let him gamble with that because we can get somebody else up after him. Uh, if if he lets it get too far out of hand. Um, And and I know I also joke about uh, people junk timing, you know, when when it's a one-run lead in in the ninth inning. But uh, that was some some very welcome insurance. There have been so many games that uh, we've watched over the years where that one-run lead quickly turned into a a, a deficit, uh, say, within the last few weeks when Jonathan Papelbon has been pitching. Um, and so to to get that nice cushion there was uh, was immensely satisfying. As as FP pointed out on the broadcast after uh, after uh, uh, Espinoza's home run, you could hear Rick Shue saying something like, "We got to get one more. Two isn't enough.
1: <laughs> get that four run
0: <laughs> lead uh, or words to that effect." Um, and 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 then we got the the delightful spectacle of Stephen Drew's uh, inside the Parker there, which if they'd cut that uh, cut throw and then relayed home, they probably would have gotten him by five or ten feet. But you know, I'm I'm willing to accept another team's misplay so that I can revel in their
1: misfortune and and current badness, especially if it's the Phillies. You know, Bobby Sendley sending him around <laughs> without a doubt. They got to try to go for that one. And- Make them make that throw at least, but I I agree. If they did even a halfway decent relay, he was dead to rights at home. But he scores, Dave. It's an hour and 15 minutes away from June 1st, the kind of date a lot of people have been looking at as Trey Turner Day. Some of us may have already written three quarters of an article waiting for the announcement that he's been called up, but (laughs) Danny Danny Espinoza. He's on hitting them out, six home runs on the year. Uh, how do you think he reacts if and when they do call him up and he potentially gets moved in the utility role if that's what they do? Can Dusty Baker find enough at bats for Espinoza to keep him happy on the bench after he's been starting this time? Uh, you said last night you don't think they delay Trey Turner. I'm starting to wonder the way Espinoza's playing defensively and still a 199 average after a one-for-four night on the, on the year. But... Uh, Are you expecting it tomorrow in the days to come, and how do you think uh, Dusty Baker handles it all once they do bring Trey Turner up? Uh,
0: I'm not sure that it's going to be tomorrow,
1: but uh, I
0: would be surprised if it's not for the weekend series, um, and if not for the weekend series at the beginning of next week. I mean, we've said it uh, a bunch of times at this point. Trey Turner has nothing left to learn in AAA. Um, He needs to start facing major league hitting, um, and, and playing defense on a major league level, and um, I mean, it, the, the time is now. I mean, if not now, when? Um, you know, do you wait till you know the All Star break? You know, at, at that point, um, you know, you're, you're starting to think about the, the stretch run. They, if they if they plan to use Trey Turner this year, they ought to bring him up now and get him in there, get him adjusted to major league pitching, um, and get him off and running. Um, if I'm Danny Espinosa, um, I, I fully accept the quote-unquote demotion as if continuing to be employed by a major league baseball team in a demotion um, into the utility infielder spot where he was last year. He's more than capable defender at second, at short, at third base. Um, he's another power bat because essentially that all, that's all he is now is, is an occasional home run um, off the bench because he's not providing any sort of other contact or on-base skills. So he's the, the prototypical bench player, um, and that's where he belongs. And, and hopefully it's either this weekend or the beginning of next week.
1: Doghouse, before we wrap up, you just taken two or three from the Phillies. you got a, another two stops coming up, Cincinnati and Chicago. Uh, do you bring Bryce Harper back for this finale? Do you give him another day to rest, you, even if he is capable of coming back? And are you at all concerned about him missing the game tonight after that hit-by pitch?
0: Well, I'm I'm concerned because it means he didn't feel good enough to play again, and he's got to be itching to to get out and hit because what what busts your slump better than playing in, the, in a little league park like uh, like this one. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, I got to say, if if he's got to rest, okay, let him rest now against a weaker team that's falling back to earth. Uh, let him let him get right so that he doesn't try to come back out too soon and maybe turn that contusion into a strain or, or something worse. Uh, get
1: right, then play. One more with the Phillies and Citizens Bank Park, 7.05 tomorrow, no getaway time. It's going to be another night game. Max Scherzer against Adams Morgan uh, in the finale there, 32-21 and 21 on the year for the Nationals after the second straight win over the Phillies. Uh, We'll talk to you guys tomorrow night after the games. Hopefully Max Scherzer can keep the ball in the park. Uh, As much fun as it might be for Bryce Harper to play there, it might be Max Scherzer's worst nightmare, the way things have been going. We'll see what he's able to do in the finale. Go Nats.